Welcome to Perfectly Paranormal, Episode 16. My name's Anna Schmidt, and I'm here every week to share with you true paranormal encounters and information about devils, demons, and dark energy beings that no one else talks about. And today I'm answering a question from Nancy, who lives in Brighton in the UK. And Nancy asks, does hell exist? And I'm going to share my own opinion on this heated topic. Little joke there. Now let's kick off with one of my most eye-opening dark paranormal experiences where I was given access to an out-of-bounds area in the outer fringe of the darker realms into a place that I never knew existed called the Hall of Souls. Now this paranormal work I do never ceases to amaze me. And over many years, I've built up a respectful working relationship with dark energy beings. And they trust me and the way that I do my energy work. Now, I've not been allowed into the darker realm. And really and truly, nor do I need to go there or do I want to go there. Because it's not really part of my energy clearing work. But... During an energy clearing for a client in 2021, my attention was drawn to look at her soul energy. Now, I was given this image, and the only way to describe this image to you was that I saw a tear in the centre of this ball of glowing golden energy. Now, this energy was located in the client's solar plexus chakra, kind of over her stomach area, if that gives you an idea of where it's located. And I often work with angelic assistants to repair the energy of chakras and meridian lines, which have been damaged by people's negative actions and behaviours and the presence of paranormal beings. So as I'm sitting there at my desk, I just, I shut my eyes and I patiently waited for information on how to repair soul energy. As I've not done this before, in all my years of experience, I've only now experienced this three times. And the experience I'm sharing with you today is what I see each time I do a soul repair. So I sat there for around 20 seconds and suddenly I felt my energy shift into what I can only describe as a sort of dreamy, trance-like state. And I saw in my third eye something that was quite interesting. I was standing at the mouth of a rather large, dark cavern and I could feel sort of dense, warm air blowing out of this cavern in gusts. And I was a little bit shocked at first. I was like, oh, 
you you want me to go in there and I'm thinking, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to do something like this. But in the back of my mind, I'm seriously always up for an adventure. I am a paranormal addict by nature. It's part of the work I do. And I just knew that I wouldn't be put in harm's way. I needed to be here. I needed to be here for the client. So I very cautiously stepped into this gaping black mouth of this very dark cavern. As I'm standing there trying to focus my eyes on where I was going and what I was going to be experiencing, I felt, oh, I felt this looming presence come up behind me and I'm like oh no do I turn around and have a look and I thought no I'm just going to stand here and for some reason I looked up and as I'm looking up looking down at me was a very tall dark being. Now this being was black it had horns its eyes were kind of red but not in a nasty way like I didn't feel like I was being threatened it was more that this being was there as some sort of guardian, some sort of protector, maybe to keep me safe, maybe to make sure that I didn't get up to any mischief and go to any places that I shouldn't. Because remember, paranormal addict here, I just, I want to know about what's happening and what's going on. Anyway, this very guard-like figure pointed and kind of gave me a slight push in the back. It's like, well, get going. You know, you're wasting my time. And as I slowly started to walk further into this cavern, this energy being followed me very closely and telepathically told me to go to the gate. And as I go to the gate, I am to walk through it, not touch it. It was very, very precise about the instructions. Do not touch the gate. And I will talk about that later on at the end of the story. Otherwise, I get way too sidetracked. And he said to look down and walk silently as this was an in-between place. It's the only word I can think of to describe it. Where the living are not usually permitted. I kind of felt fear rise up inside me for an instant. But curiosity and my paranormal addiction outweighed my fear of where I was going and what I would find. So I walked on slowly with my eyes down. No sooner was I through that very large black gate than a chamber appeared on my left. And I kind of took a quick peek upwards. And above the chamber opening, carved in stone, were the words, Hall of Souls. Now, as I'm about to look down at the entrance, there stood this very dark, shadowy, kind of menacing looking figure with piercing red eyes. He kind of looked at me angrily. As I looked at him and then I looked down again, I thought I better follow the rules while I'm here. I had so many questions, but I managed to keep my mouth firmly shut. 
and I waited quietly to see what would happen next. Now, after a time, a glass vial appeared, floating through the warm air, and it stopped in front of my face. Now, I'm looking down, but I can see sort of this golden glow, sort of at my forehead height, and I slowly looked up at this vial. Now, I could see this dark energy being looking at me as I'm looking at this vial, and I'm thinking, what am I supposed to do with this? And he put his hand out and made the gesture of touching it or grabbing this vial, and he looked quite annoyed. So, again, I didn't say anything. I just calmly grasped this vial in my hand. And as I looked at it, I could see my client's name written at the top of a list of five other names, which I can only imagine would be her previous five lifetimes. Now, I stared at this file, and inside, it's the most amazing thing, I can still see it today in my mind, was this moving slither of light. And as I looked closer at it, it looked like a very thin gold filament, like a filament of gold energy, and it was kind of moving and swaying really gently. Now, as I'm kind of mesmerised and hypnotised by looking at this swaying gold filament, the dark energy being behind me suddenly moved. And he kind of stamped his foot a little bit and he broke that hypnotic gaze. And I turned suddenly and looked at him and he gestured with a wave of very long black arm for me to walk quickly and silently back towards the gate. And as I passed through that gate, I felt him very firmly shut it behind me. Without looking back, I just backtracked my way through the cavern to where I first entered. Now, once at the mouth of the cavern, like I felt like I could breathe again. Even though I was travelling in my mind to this place, like my physical body had felt the the energy of being in that place and I felt like I could breathe again properly. And in a flash, I felt this very sharp thud and I was back in my physical body again, sitting at my desk. I was sitting there like that was some mind trip that I just went on. And I didn't have the vial with me. Like, seriously, it's not a solid, tangible object. But nonetheless, I could see it in my third eye. And I could see the client's name written in gold writing at the top. And it was now time to reunite this soul fragment with its owner. Now, the archangels allowed me to watch as they repaired and reactivated the client's soul energy. I visualised the client lying still as if asleep on a bed and Archangel Raphael opened the vial and gently whispered a few words into the mouth of the vial and this gold filament very slowly wafted out of the vial like a feather and was kind of drifting 
through the room and it settled onto the client's stomach area, onto their solar plexus area. And Archangel laid his hand over the filament and as he did this, it sank into the chakra. And I'm, I'm looking at the client and the client let out this really peaceful, sleepy breath and the process was complete. I was like, wow, I was in one of my wow states when doing this energy work. This story is, is what I actually told the client, not quite with as many details as what I've told you today. And she was absolutely amazed. Regenerating torn soul energy is a fascinating aspect of my energy work. Clients have noticed quite significant changes in their well-being once this soul energy has been reunited, once their soul energy has been made whole again. Now, you're thinking this woman's living in woo-woo land. Look, I can't explain it to you any other way than the way I experienced it. And I know from interacting with this client afterwards in the years that came after this experience is that it has contributed to her well-being in such a profound way. She can't quite put her finger on how it has helped, but her, her energy has improved. She's living more positively. She's more focused on the positive aspects of life, not living in the past, not living in negativity anymore. So it's just, just amazing. Like I share my experiences with you as I experience them. This is a post-edit about the Black Gate. I nearly forgot to include some information about this ancient gate from my Hall of Souls experience. So here it is. The dark energy protector that was with me told me that the gate carries a protection system of sorts against energy beings entering under false pretenses. Now there's a frequency attached to it and the free, if the frequency is disrupted, this would alert the realm guards, as he called them, to an intruder being present. And there have been incidences where demon hunters attempted to enter the dark realm via the gate. And my dark energy helper didn't want me mistaken for a threat. And the other reason why he said not to touch the gate. Still being in human form, the energy of the gate and the surrounding area would affect my energy and my physical body in a very detrimental way. This type of energy work affects me enough as it is without adding another level of draining, damaging or altering my personal energy. Now, if you like the contents of this podcast and don't want to miss out on any future episodes, please follow, share with your friends so we can get this message out there about the paranormal world, how these beings interact with us. And if you'd like to leave a review, that would be absolutely wonderful. I would really appreciate it.
Now, we're moving into Nancy's question, and we're going to be talking about the darker realm. Nancy wants to know, does hell exist? Now, hell is a rather complex concept with many religious and spiritual beliefs about such a place and why it's there and how souls end up there. But today I'm going to give you my perspective and what knowledge I've learnt through my working with these dark energy beings over many years. Now, other than my experience on the outer fringes of what I call the darker realm, but I can share with you what the dark and demonic beings have shared with me, because I myself have actually asked this question many times, and I pester them quite a lot. Now, hell is what I call the devil's headquarters. The legions of dark energy beings of all different rankings reside there as their barracks, if you want to look at it that way. And they're deployed to act on orders from the higher ranking demonic level beings. People's souls simply do not reside there, writhing and suffering and in pain for all of eternity. Now, I believe that people's souls are continuously reincarnated into the earth reality in different forms and genders, lifetime after lifetime, until all the soul lessons have been learnt. So if you want to look at it this way, some people often say that earth is hell. Living on earth can be quite hell-like. This is how I think of it. We have to keep coming back until we learn what we need to learn. We need to undo the negative behaviours, the negative energetic build-ups that we have within ourselves. And then the soul can sign off on its soul agreement or its contract and return to the point of creation. Whether you want to look at it as going into mass consciousness or walking through the pearly gates of heaven, whatever you want to call it. You know, and what happens after that? Who knows? So in episode 17, we're looking at paranormal stereotyping, what it is and how this widely held misconception can jade people's perceptions and how often people who work in the paranormal industry can cop a lot of slack from those who simply don't understand what they're talking about. So thank you for joining me today and don't forget to send me your paranormal questions and any stories you would love to share with the world. You can email me at spiritualbeing44 at gmail.com and for information on paranormal house clearing you can visit my website. The address is in the description box. And I look forward to sharing this spooky space again with you next week. And remember, life is perfectly paranormal.